Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Today, I want to launch straight into a really big question for you. How often do you review your money and make a plan for how you're going to grow your money? And not just grow your money, but grow your personal wealth. Because when you grow your personal wealth, you're creating generational wealth. So I want you to answer that question really honestly and be honest with yourself. How often do you review your money and make a plan for how you're going to grow your money? Here in New Zealand, March brings us to the end of a financial year, which means April is all about getting your taxes done. Usually it's the one time of the year that we are forced to look at our money. But we're only looking at our money retrospectively. We are counting the money that's come in and we're calculating how much we've spent so we can pay tax on the rest. I know far too many small business owners have put their money at the bottom of the to-do list. Despite the burning desire that you have to make more money and to have more money. Because when you make more and have more, you're able to do more with your life. But we can't grow what we're not giving our attention to. It's like the flowers in the garden. If we water the garden, the flowers will grow. But if we ignore them, it's nothing but a bunch of weeds that then creates more work for us. Because weeds never stop growing, right? So if we want to cultivate a flourishing business with the money that we desire to live the life of our dreams, then we have to give attention to our money. We need to think about our money in the same way as our flourishing flower garden. Because we're not in business for the fun of it, we're in business to make money and usually lots of it. That's what we want. Otherwise, we would still have a J-O-B, right? 
Of course, there are other factors in your business that drive you to get out of bed in the morning and to do what you do. So I'm not saying that having an impact is less important than making money in your business because what you're doing is important because when you have purpose with what you do and that purpose makes money and you nurture your money, you can have even a bigger impact with what you are doing. So nurture your money Grow your money because when you have money, you're able to create a bigger impact with the people that you serve in your business, with your life and for your family. Things change dramatically when you are able to have the money that allows you to do more. So I want you to answer the question really honestly. How often do you review your money and make a money plan? If you review your money weekly and make adjustments to your plan every week, then I'm celebrating you. You have decided that your money is important and you are giving it your attention every week. So I am celebrating you big time. I believe that we should review our money and make a money plan at least annually. Whether you do it from financial year start to financial year end or from calendar year start to year end, it doesn't matter as long as you do it. You should then review your money plan quarterly. Check in with your annual money plan on a quarterly basis. Ask yourself if it needs adjustment in any way or whether you're still on track to achieve your money plan that you have set out for yourself. And every month you should be tracking your money and making adjustments to your activity so you can remain on track. Just because you've done your annual plan doesn't mean to say that it goes in the bottom drawer and it only comes out the following year when it's tax time and you're assessing your income and expenses against that annual plan that you put together. Money is a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly and annual focus for us. Now, if you're listening to this episode while you're out walking the dog or dropping the kids at school, you might want to save this episode so you can come back to it later. Sit down with a nice hot drink or a nice glass of wine at the end of the day. You choose, but sit down, quiet space with a piece of paper and write down these questions so that you can do your money review and make a money plan. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through 10 questions for you to ask yourself during your money review and then four steps to creating your money plan for your next coming 12 months. So let's start with your money review. What does an annual review of your money look like? So I want you to just mull on this question. What does that look like for you? What does an annual review of your money look like? Is it an afternoon in your calendar and you have moved yourself away from your desk 
or is it at your desk? What does an annual money review look like for you? It has to start by scheduling a good chunk of time in your calendar to do your money review. So do that now, get a couple of hours at least, or, you know, take a whole afternoon, give it some time. You don't have to rush this at all. So if you've got a couple of hours, then allocate that amount of time, but put it in your diary and schedule it. Then create an environment that is relaxed and focused. Like I said, sometimes it helps to move away from your desk or even go outside of your normal workspace. You might want to, you know, hire a room and go and spend, you know, go overnight. Treat yourself, but spend the afternoon on your money plan. Once it's done, reward yourself by, you know, staying overnight at a hotel room. That's not a lot of money for this activity that is going to create you money. So you decide what is your environment that you want to create that is relaxed yet focused so you can do your money. And for this session, you're going to need your financial report that tells you how much money you generated in the last 12 months. So we have to look back to look forward. So grab a financial report for the last 12 months of your business. That should tell you how you spent your money, how much income came in and what your profit was and what your take-home money was. So get those figures in front of you because that's what you're also going to review as well as that will help you, you know, with your money plan, which is what we'll do next. So next, I want you to look at what money came into your business. Is this figure what you planned? If it's not, why not? There is no judgment here. We're just looking at the facts of what happened over the last 12 months and doing some reflection on that. So the money that came in. Was it what you planned? Was it what you expected? Did you exceed your expectations or did you undershoot the mark? Whatever that was, dive deeper into what happened. How did I make more than what I planned? What created that extra income? Or how come I undershot? Where did I overproject that I would make money? And why didn't I hit that projection? What were the factors that influenced what happened? So remove all the emotion from this exercise and just state the facts. This happened, this happened, this happened. I can see that, you know, this didn't happen the way I thought it was because ABC. Just state the facts. Don't attach any meaning to it whatsoever. And then do the same for the money that you spent. Is the figure that you planned on spending what you actually spent in the year? If not, why not? That's a really good question. If not, why not? Again, no judgment here, just state the facts. Look at all of your money that went out of your business. Was there money that went out unexpectedly? What was it for? Was it necessary spending or is that something that you just brought on a whim? And really evaluate what went on in your spending. 
the really good exercise to do here is to look at every cent that went out of your bank account because there will be some automatic payments that go out of your bank account for things that you have completely forgotten about. They could be for software subscriptions that you no longer use that software, but the subscription is still coming out because you forgot to cancel it. Or maybe you did cancel it, but they haven't activated it at their end. Whatever the reason, tend to it now. Like, get those expenses, those unnecessary expenses, stopped. So really evaluate what is coming out of your bank account. Was it absolutely necessary or can it be adjusted? Here, we're just stating the facts, looking deeper into what went on. Now I want you to reflect on what smart money decisions did you make? So looking back at the previous 12 months, your income, your expenses, you've got facts on your piece of paper. Now you're able to reflect. What smart money decisions did I make? And just write those down. And then celebrate yourself for making those really smart money decisions. They were good decisions. Now I want you to look at the opposite. What not so smart money decisions did you make? Again, looking at your list of facts, what were the not-so-smart money decisions that you made in the last 12 months? Why did you make those decisions? Was it to make yourself feel better? Was it to reward somebody else? Was it to grow your business? Was it necessary? Was it unnecessary? Like really dive deep into the money decisions that you have made in the last 12 months. And then ask yourself, what felt messy or made you feel unsure about your money decisions? Because if you are not feeling good and confident with your money, you're not going to make smart money decisions. And the only way that we can get smarter and more confident about the decisions we're making around our money and therefore around our business is by identifying what they are. So identify what felt messy and what made you feel unsure about any of the decisions that you made. And then how could you make those decisions with more confidence in the coming 12 months. So what are you going to do to change that messy feeling for the coming year? What can you do differently in the coming year to be more confident with the decisions that you're making around your money? Reflect on that question, really journal on it and go deep into it because how we manage our money is really deeply ingrained in us. I definitely know the way that I was brought up, it was don't be wasteful. My grandparents came through the depression and so you never wasted food. You took care of the clothes that you had. You weren't wasteful with the resources that you had. So as a child, these were all ingrained into me which 
has transpired into how I behave with my money. I'm really careful about my money. Making money decisions on big ticket items is really hard because am I being wasteful? Do I really need this? Is it really necessary? So I know my money decisions have an influence of the values that I got brought up with. So I want you to dive into these parts of how you think about money and how you behave around money. What feels messy, what makes you feel unsure about your decisions and how can you change your behavior in the coming year to get more comfortable with the money decisions that you have to make in order to reach your goals. The next question is fun and This is fun because I like to do this with more than just my money. I like to choose a word that describes how you feel about your approach to money. And we're going to do this with two perspectives. So I want you to choose one word that describes how you felt about your approach to your money over the last year. So we've done all of this reflection about your money and your money decisions in the last year, I want you to choose one word that describes how you felt about your approach to your money. Write that down. Now I want you to move into the future and look at a bit more future focused. Choose one word that you want to describe how you want to feel about your money in the coming year. So choose one word that you're going to associate with your money and how you feel about your money for the coming year and write that down. That's the one that you want to keep front and center every time you are making money decisions, tracking your money, uh, reviewing your money plan on a quarterly basis. That's the word that I want you to keep front and center because that's the feeling that you want to have about dealing with your money. So that's your money review. Lots of reflective type questions to really dive into understanding your behavior around money, your triggers around your money, and how you can improve managing your money. Next, you want to create your money plan. So after you've done your money review, then you want to create your money plan. Create an annual revenue plan and calculate the expenses that it will take for you to generate that revenue, otherwise known as a budget, but that's not a sexy name. So I like to call it a money plan. No one likes to prepare a budget. You know, usually we have connotations of a budget that is just figures on a spreadsheet that you put in the bottom drawer and you kind of don't look at again until tax time. So just like our annual business plan or our annual goals that we're setting ourselves, we're going to create an annual money plan. That is far sexier than budget, right? But before you start with your annual money plan, You need to know your freedom metric. 
If you're not sure what this is, then go back to episode four of the podcast where I explain how you calculate your freedom metric. Knowing your freedom metric sets the target for your business so you can have the lifestyle that you desire. If we don't know this figure, then it's easy to fall into the trap of working to make money and we forget to stop and celebrate the progress that we are making towards improving our lifestyle and achieving the lifestyle freedom that we so deeply desire for ourselves and for our family. So know the figure that you need per month from your business to live the life that you want over the next 12 months. So that's step one in creating your money plan is know your freedom metric. Once we know the freedom metric, we know the figure that we need from our business to help us live the life that we want. So step two is to create your revenue plan. For this exercise, I like to get out a simple calendar which has each month of the year on one page. So it's a bit like a grid. And in each month, I like to predict what income I'm going to generate in each month. Now that sounds really random, sounds like I'm just plucking a figure out of the air and putting it in a month of the year. So, you know, oh gee, in March, I want to create $50,000. But really, it's not that random. So here are some questions to get the monthly revenue target as accurate as you can. So it is more of a science than it is a random figure that you're plucking out of the air. So first question to ask yourself, is your business seasonal? Or do you have months that are busier than others? For instance, I run an event agency which is seasonal. So from March through to November are our busy months and December through to February are much quieter. And so our income is different for each month of the year. And so the next step is to look at your financials for the last 12 months as a guide. See if there is a pattern and then look back at that month to see what happened in your business which created that revenue. So take a look at your last 12 months, month by month by month. And is there a pattern? Do you have peak seasons and then off seasons? Or are there particular months in your year that are busier than others? You might have March is busy and then June is busy and then October is busy. So they, you might just have peaks and troughs within your year depending on the type of business that you have. So to get an indication of kind of what pattern is going on in your business, you can look at your last 12 months as a guide. And then look at your promotional calendar. What does that promotional calendar look like for the coming year? Your promotional campaigns should be directly linked to your projected income. If you have a service package that helps businesses at a certain time of the year, 
then revenue is likely to be higher during that time. So maybe for accountants, you know, April is tax season. So April, May might be really busy or March and April might be really busy. March as you prepare, April as you file. And I'm relating this back to the end of financial year here in New Zealand. You could have a different financial year. I know Australia has a July to June financial year. So, you know, so look at your 12 months. Where are your peaks and troughs? What months are busier than others? What's going on in your promotional calendar? Do you have service packages that you are promoting at a certain time of the year? And then ask yourself, what new service products do you want to create and introduce this year? Put this on your promotional calendar and then project how many of the new service packages do you want to sell at an estimated price point. If you haven't decided on the price point of that new service product yet, then just give it a ballpark figure for now. You can land on your price later when you are creating that service package and you're getting ready to launch it out into the world. Put a figure on it then. But I guarantee you at this moment, you will have a ballpark figure that you are thinking of in your head. So just put that into the month based on the units that you want to sell. So this is now a full 12 months of a revenue plan. You've done a bit of looking back, you've done a bit of looking forward at around what you want to do this year with your promotional calendar, with launching of new products. If you haven't thought about the new products that you might want to launch this year, then sit down and do some brainstorming. Like what new products could you introduce into your service that would help your clients with some of the pain points they're currently experiencing? If you've been working with clients for long enough, you'll have a lot of information around what they need next in their journey. So what is a service product that you could create and put into your business and generate more income from? So now you have a revenue plan that's not so random. You've done a bit of research, you've done a bit of forward thinking, done a bit of forward planning, and you've got a beautiful revenue plan. Now it's time to project your expenses for the coming 12 months based on the revenue plan that you've just created. So your expenses will include general business expenses like your internet, your telephone, your power, your rent if you have an office, stationery, professional development and training costs, and other general costs that go into just running your business. And then you will have direct costs of delivering your service. These might include software costs, staff costs, contractors or suppliers, anything that is associated with you delivering your service to your clients. And again, the best way to do this is to take a look at your previous 12 months. This will give you all the information that you need to know. Review your 12 months. Take out those costs that are unneeded 
and then put in the costs that are absolutely necessary to running your business. Because it's it's really easy to overshoot your expenses because, oh, that'd be nice to have. Oh, and that'd be great. Oh, and yeah, that might make my job easier. But half the time, they are nice to haves, not need to haves. So be really careful about your expense plan. Be really considered about the costs that are absolutely necessary to run your business and take out anything that's not. If you take a look at your expenses from the previous 12 months, month by month by month, like look at them in individual months because you might have some annual expenses as well as some monthly expenses. And so when you look at your financial report for the last 12 months, month by month, this will give you the information that you need to know in order to prepare your money plan and calculate the expenses you need for the next 12 months based on the revenue that you want to create and the services that you're going to deliver. Because the other thing here is that you might want to take out a service package and never offer that again. It might be a service package that is costing you more money than it is making you. So you want to take that out and never offer that again. And therefore the expenses associated with that service will also disappear from your money plan. So once you've considered what expenses you spent last year and what that looks like for the coming year, then also look at the new service packages that you might look to introduce. Are there new expenses that you need to take into account for this new service package? Or do you already have all your expenses covered in your budget and the new service package is just going to create more revenue but not more expenses? Alrighty, so now you've done your revenue plan and you've also projected your expenses for the next 12 months. Now it's time to calculate your profit. And I know you know this, it's a simple equation. Your revenue less your expenses gives you your projected profit for the year and the projected profit per month. And I want you to do this per month, not just per year. And then ask yourself, does this align to your freedom metric? So is the monthly profit that your business is returning to you equal the freedom metric that you calculated before you embarked on this exercise? If not, then revisit your projected income. Have you been conservative? For a service-based business, you should be aiming for a 20, well no, a 10 to 20% growth year on year. Because service-based businesses, if you are a true service-based business, you are delivering services to your client one-on-one and there is an element of time that you're trading for money. But if you've packaged that up right, there should be a good profit margin in your service packages and you're not literally trading hours for dollars. But if you're a service-based business, then aiming for a 10 to 20% growth year on year is a good figure to aim for. Anything more than that might be a bit wishful thinking and you're just going to disappoint yourself as you are tracking through the year. So make it realistic and aim for 10 to 20% growth year on year. 
Then once you've revisited your projected income, then revisit your projected expenses. Is there anything there that you could reduce? You know, you'll be surprised at how little a business needs to operate and how much you spend on small things that just add up over time. So pay attention to where you're spending the $20 or the $50. And if you are doing a few $20 here, $20 there, $50 there, another $50 over there, that adds up over time. And then you could be spending an extra $2,000 annually because it's just a little bit of money here and a little bit of money there. So be really considered and look at the detail and really pare back what you need to operate your business. And this might take, you know, two or three goes. Do your first cut, review it. Is it realistic? Does it give me my freedom metric? Is it within the 10 to 20% growth on last year? Is that realistic for me? And then land on your final money plan. And your final money plan is what you're going to evaluate yourself against for the coming year and aim towards achieving these money goals every month. So really be considered Don't expect that the first cut that you do of your money plan is going to be it. You'll do a first cut, you'll review, you'll fine tune, you'll look at it again, you'll fine tune it, and then you'll land on your final money plan for the year. And even though you feel as though you have a final money plan, this is only your guide for the next 12 months. You should be reviewing it every quarter when you do your quarterly planning. At that time, you should be going, did I achieve my profit goal? Did I hit my revenue goals? If you did, then celebrate your hard work and treat yourself for achieving your goals. We need to celebrate our achievements a lot more than what we do. If you didn't hit your revenue goal, then what needs adjusting next quarter? And adjust that money plan accordingly. Did you stay within your expense budget? Look at your spending closely. Do you need to spend money on different things? Did you spend money on unnecessary things? Can you adjust your spending for the next quarter? And then adjust your money plan for the next 12 months based on your last quarter's performance. Adjust your promotional calendar. Adjust when you're launching that new product. So your annual money plan is just a guide, but you are continuously adjusting it every quarter to make sure that it's still achievable and your goals remain realistic. But most of all, you should also be tracking your money monthly so you know how you're progressing. The more often you do this, the quicker you'll be able to know what needs adjusting. You don't need to wait for your quarterly review to make adjustments. If you're tracking your money monthly and you can see immediately that something happened and you're like, oh, I need to adjust that now because if I continue doing this, it's not going to be great. So coming back to my analogy of the flower garden, 
Your money will grow and blossom because you are nurturing it. So track your money monthly. Know what needs adjusting. Review your money plan quarterly. Make adjustments. Keep nurturing your money constantly. The more you get comfortable with nurturing your money and growing your money and how your business needs to adjust and change in order to continue to generate the revenue and the profit, more importantly, that you want in order to hit your freedom metric, which is associated with the lifestyle that you are wanting to live, the quicker you'll be able to make decisions and you'll make better money decisions because you are nurturing your money mindset and nurturing and adjusting your money plan. Appreciate your money by cultivating a healthy and wealthy attitude towards it. Remember, what you nurture will grow. So let's be the boss of our money. Be the boss of our business and be the boss of our life. Before you go today, I wanted to say thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes, or if you like to read a really good blog, then you can head over to my website at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. Now you've probably realized that running a business is not for the faint-hearted. There are challenges coming at you left, right and center every day. But I'm here to tell you that challenges are only challenges because you haven't yet found an answer to them. The solution could actually be easier than you may think. But if you're anything like me, you tend to overthink or overanalyze the solution that is right in front of you. So what do you have to do to become the best boss you could possibly be? Well, you could go and take my two-minute free agency owner persona quiz at sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Here you'll find out how you can scale and streamline your business without compromising you and your lifestyle. I can't wait to know what your results are. So once you've done the quiz, why don't you take a screenshot, jump over to Instagram, share it on your stories, and don't forget to tag me. I'm at sandrajulian.co. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button to get notified of the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you listen on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app, then I'd really appreciate if you could rate the show and perhaps leave a quick review if you are on the Apple app. Those five stars would mean the world to me and it would help get this show in the ears of more online service business owners. Alrighty, my friend, have the most productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.